In this lecture about you, we're taking an inward look at ourselves as a person and as a change manager who needs to make people around them feel comfortable in our ability, in the way we carry ourselves, how we speak to others, and really providing that leadership from within. Going through this list, let's reflect on ourselves as a human and what we need to be aware of in terms of our comfort zone and stepping outside of that comfort zone. So firstly, we are human and we're programmed to think and feel in a certain way. It might be ourselves genetically or the way we're raised, but between the two, we do think and feel in a certain way. It's part of our personality. We also have fears and anxiety, with fears being maybe what has happened in the past and anxiety being what may happen in the future. Being able to understand the difference and bring yourself into the present moment is something that can take a lot of practice, but by doing this, you will be in the moment with everyone you engage with and it's very important. As humans, we like to feel accepted and sometimes at times be appreciated or have feedback or recognition of maybe the good work we're doing or as we, more, as we mature, take criticism on areas that we might be able to improve in. We need to articulate the fact that we have purpose and conviction and we want to do what we're saying we're doing. This is sometimes easier thought than it is actually in action. We all have an ego and we have an idea or a perception on how others view us. Now sometimes how we think others see us isn't always how people see ourselves and that's a part of maturity and growing as that change leader to be mindful of the fact that people will see us in different ways and that's okay. We're there to drive change, to influence people in that change. It's not just about us. And probably a very important point about ourselves is we need to acknowledge the fact that we don't know everything. And as you'll see through this course and through all the material that we put out there, admitting that you don't know everything is a leadership piece. And when people feel comfortable that you're admitting that, but you also have a framework in which you will find out what you need to find out, people will become comfortable. So in summary, we are human, we have an ego, but we need to be reminded that it's about everybody else and not ourselves. Okay, moving on now from looking at ourselves as the inward person or our ego and style, we now need to develop ourselves as a change leader and look at some of the goals that we need to have in our minds in terms of influencing people, influencing the organization and its processes and its capability to deliver the change and sustain that change moving forward. So the first point, very importantly, is you are empathetic as a change leader. Being empathetic means that we can place ourselves in the shoes or someone else's position and sense how it feels for them with their constraints and what they've got to do their jobs. However, being mindful of sympathy really means that 
as a change leader, if we take the sympathy route, we need to be very careful because when we use sympathy, we're actually taking that other person's problem or constraints and making it our own. And there's a saying, when you're empathetic, you recognize the monkey on someone's back, but when you're sympathetic, you sometimes end up taking that monkey and putting it on your own. Going through this list, let's reflect on ourselves as a human and what we need to be aware of in terms of our comfort zone and stepping outside of that comfort zone. So firstly, we are human and we're programmed to think and feel in a certain way. It might be ourselves genetically or the way we're raised, but between the two, we do think and feel in a certain way. It's part of our personality. We also have fears and anxiety, with fears being maybe what has happened in the past and anxiety being what may happen in the future. Being able to understand the difference and bring yourself into the present moment is something that can take a lot of practice, but by doing this, you will be in the moment with everyone you engage with and it's very important. As humans, we like to feel accepted and sometimes at times be appreciated or have feedback or recognition of maybe the good work we're doing or as we, more, as we mature, take criticism on areas that we might be able to improve in. We need to articulate the fact that we have purpose and conviction and we want to do what we're saying we're doing. This is sometimes easier thought than it is actually in action. We all have an ego and we have an idea or a perception on how others view us. Now sometimes how we think others see us isn't always how people see ourselves and that's a part of maturity and growing as that change leader to be mindful of the fact that people will see us in different ways and that's okay. We're there to drive change, to influence people in that change. It's not just about us. And probably a very important point about ourselves is we need to acknowledge the fact that we don't know everything. And as you'll see through this course and through all the material that we put out there, admitting that you don't know everything is a leadership piece. And when people feel comfortable that you're admitting that, but you also have a framework in which you will find out what you need to find out, people will become comfortable. So in summary, we are human, we have an ego, but we need to be reminded that it's about everybody else and not ourselves. Now, as you develop as a change leader, you can use sympathy to bridge a conversation, but it should not be the backbone of your change. The next point, you are creative and innovative. And when we talk about being innovative and creative, we don't necessarily mean people have to be artistic. What we need to acknowledge is that there will always be more than one way to solve a problem or to achieve something. Collaboration brings out the best and above. When you're empathetic to other people's roles, you can actually start to mentally test where one idea may work more effectively than another. You remain objective. 
and you're going to stay true and align to the outcomes and the goals of the change. Remaining objective can sometimes feel exhausting when people around you may be looking or being aligned in a different direction or maybe they are making noise and going against where the change needs to go. But remaining objective is a key element to remain being seen and standing up as a change leader. Similarly, remaining neutral and not taking sides in conjunction with being objective is very critical. So one, we stay true to the goals of the change, but we also don't take sides. And again, this ties us back to empathy. Now this sounds very simple, but you need to listen to others. And when we're listening to others, we need to appreciate what people are saying, how they are saying it, and perhaps why they say something in a certain way. Not everyone in the organization that you will speak to will be maybe upfront about what they're feeling and what they're thinking, whereas others will try to speak or feel they can speak for others. Um, that's okay, how we actually listen and hear what's going on in an organization, but we need to be reminded that just because someone speaks more and speaks louder doesn't necessarily make them correct or best represent the organization as a whole. The next element is that you care. When you seen, you're seen to care, or you maybe pick up a point and play it back to someone at a later point in time, people remember that. And a good change person will pick out attributes of someone's environment, be it mostly through empathy, but a little bit of sympathy, and play back how you remember that what they've told you and you care enough to play it back to calibrate are your actions and your thinking as a change leader likely to address that issue that they may have? And of course, the last bullet point on this slide is you can influence people. And the balance here is between leadership and management is influencing people is getting them to move in a direction or that social influence to get people thinking differently as opposed to a manager who may end up telling someone what to do. Continuing on, let's look at integrity. It's probably one of the, the best things that a change leader can portray. Your ability to not take sides, your empathetic approach, you listen to people and you care, and most importantly, you're selfless as opposed to being selfish underpins integrity. And importantly too, your values and the organizational values are aligned and that alignment is trusted by your stakeholders in the change ahead. You're also brave. When confrontation or challenge raises up as it always will in any change journey, you meet the challenge head on, don't do it with excuse and you get to the bottom of the root cause of the actual challenge or dispute, debate, whatever it may be. When we say brave, there's two elements to this. As a change leader, it takes energy to go 
and enter into a dispute to hear it out and invest your time. But also, we use the word brave because your personality might not be used to taking on conflict um, or even sometimes abuse in the workplace as we try to influence change. And that's okay, we are all human. But going through a process of listening, playing back to people after hearing each side of the story, and then getting them into a room and having that conversation about what does good look like, you can neutralize challenge, debate, and bring it to a collaborative discussion as opposed to a debate that's trying to fit a round peg in a square hole. As a change leader, you're also wanting to inspire others. You cannot do the change on your own. We might be able to influence others to do the change, but by inspiring others to take on the change and to become change agents, your workload is reduced. You're empowering other people, which is another attribute of leadership, and the organization starts to align itself at an accelerated rate. Your communication style and the message in which you're communicating is both visible and transparent. It's one thing to communicate the what and the how, but to have the transparency to actually understand the why and articulate that out to your audience is both art and science. It takes buy-in from senior management to ensure that they're comfortable with the message or the narrative that you're portraying in your communication, but the why brings out the transparency, whereas the visibility is more to do with what and how. That's a very important thing to remember. We are also accountable for our own actions, and we do this by choice. Some people will tend to step away from being accountable and prefer to be responsible. But when you're truly accountable, and people see that you are actually owning your own decisions and your own actions, people will trust you, they will respect you, and ultimately they will see you as a person with integrity. And lastly, a very important one is, you can work in the gray, or you can work in the fog or ambiguity. And as we go through at a later lecture, we'll talk about some of the change principles that you can apply that will bring you through that ambiguity, provide clarity even in the early stages of a journey to gain that alignment. This exercise, as the title indicates, is around self-reflection. This is a personal exercise that I would encourage you to do. And that is just to write down where you believe your strengths are as a person. It could be your ability to walk into the unknown, it could be confidence, it could be your looks, it could be anything that you believe assists you in being a change leader. On the other side, let's start to look at our weaknesses. And I'll, I'll share a couple of mine that sometimes I will put off a conversation with an individual in the hope that another individual may shift their thinking in favor of where I am heading. Now that assumptions in others is one of my weaknesses. I'm a very optimistic person, which while it is good in terms of 
inspiring others and influencing others, it can actually work against me because all I am doing is delaying the inevitable. And when I do inadvertently delay conversations or actions or decisions, I'm really introducing angst and uncertainty into the change journey. So that's one of my weaknesses. So just take 10 minutes and write down your strengths and weaknesses, or if you like, your opportunities for improvement, and revisit this as you're going through the course. Because as a change leader, by coming back and addressing your weaknesses through self-help, education, talking to others, you will become a great change leader and you will always improve. The thing about sticking with your strengths is it's your comfort zone. You feel good about it. It's easy to do. That can actually introduce bad habits and complacency on your part. So the lesson here on the self-reflection exercise is understand where you are, the spectrum between the two, and how you're going to have equilibrium in your approach to change as a change leader. About you is all about you. You are the person who will lead change moving forward. You need to be confident, you need to be competent. And there's a balance between the two. How you view a problem or a situation, how you engage with stakeholders, and most importantly, how you remain consistent in everything you do. If you can get consistency right as a change leader, you will gain the engagement of everyone around you and you will give them confidence that you know exactly what you're doing.